Robin, let's talk about some fucking sound, man. Welcome to the Winner Winner PUBG podcast. My name is Arjuna. And I'm Robin. And yeah, this week we are focusing all about the sounds that you hear from this game. Now, we brought this up briefly a few episodes ago, and then we had like an epic hardware episode, and I was kind of... I was kind of thinking about trying to work this into that episode, mm-hmm. but then that episode already ended up being two hours long. That thing exploded already, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this is kind of, this is, spoiler alert, we're going to talk more about hardware today, uh, but we're also going to talk about a lot of software, and there's quite a lot to take in with sound and PUBG, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. yeah, well, it's a good thing you have uh, quite a sound background in it. I, <laughs> well played, sir. My <laughs> background like some, in audio yeah. is indeed sound. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, uh, I used to do pro audio for a living, and mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily qualify me to know a lot about sound and video games, but it does qualify me to know a lot about sound in general. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to bring that to bear on PUBG. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm always humbled by your knowledge and sound. Like the listeners don't know this, but I was just trying out a new mic, and you kept throwing terms at me like, "Oh, that sounds too phasey or too hot," and I was like, "Uh, is that a good thing?" <laughs> <laughs> too yeah, hot sounds like a good thing. <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny is that. Um, so my dad just had his seventieth birthday, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you, you saw me do this, Robin, where I came and picked up the drums mm-hmm. and took them away. So he basically had this like rock star thing set up and he put on a little concert for all of his friends and community. And it was pretty cool, actually. Mm-hmm. So my dad's kind of rediscovered his musical verve in his retirement. And but there was this one of his backup singers like came up to me and she was like, you know, I'm noticing that our voices sound really hot in the, like, in the monitor. They sound kind of hot and they sound kind of edgy. And I was like, <laughs> um, like, what, like, what does that mean to you? You know, like mm-hmm. these words that you're using, like, I don't think, I do not think they mean what you think they mean. Mm-hmm. And cause, you know, in the audio world, hot means like the gain is, is turned up. Yeah. And, you know, and then edgy, like if a sound designer was was telling me that uh, sound was edgy, I would probably think that it had a lot of high frequency content in it. Hmm. But like, mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't think that that's what she meant at all. And it was like, she she was like, you know, like, do, like, do you get what I'm saying? And I was like, I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really have no idea what you're talking about. I'm gonna start annoying the hell out of sound people now. I'm just gonna walk up to sound booths or like the sound guy at shows and be like, you know, the bass sounds like kind of hot. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) You know what'll really piss them off? They'll see the douchebaggery from a mile away. (laughs) Tell tell them that the sound is lacking width. They'll really (laughs) that'll really just boil that blood, man. Yeah, I feel like the sound is really narrow. It's lacking a bit of depth and width. Could you could you widthify it for me, please? 
Um, feeling a bit yeah. squished, if you know what I mean. <laughs> there's, this, there's this pro audio podcast I listen to called the UBK Happy Fun Time Hour. Mm-hmm. And for anyone who's interested in audio production, these guys are the shit. They're basically like the car talk of pro audio. Mm-hmm. And they just they just crack jokes like that all day long, man. It's great. <laughs> they they also swear as much as we do, so it's great. Um, check that out. Anyway, well, dude. Bef- so before we talk about sound, let's just get into like some current events in PUBG. Okay. Yeah. What's up? I haven't been paying attention a lot, to be honest. Yeah. I, I well, I feel like things. nothing. Nothing super notable has happened in mm-hmm. the like <clears throat> updates department. Yeah. But they did announce some official pro leagues, like competitive pro leagues, which is pretty cool. So like the leagues so far in PUBG have been third party. They've been like Star Ladder and, you know, like kind of like these independently run leagues. Mm-hmm. And PUBG is basically like announcing their own professional leagues Mm -hmm. so uh, they've got the national PUBG league the NPL which is in North America and the PUBG Europe league the PEL Um, so you know one thing I know to start off the bat is like where are the Asian leagues Mm -hmm. I don't really know Mm -hmm. what's happening here it says these leagues will be part of a global league structure that begins in January okay so you know, I, I don't really understand, like, maybe this is just an America and a Europe thing. Hmm. But that seems a little odd, especially since, like, the, the you know, the team that won their million-dollar worldwide invitational right. was a Chinese team. Yeah, I have so. no idea why they wouldn't have an Asian league or a multiple Asian leagues, really. Um, right. <clears throat> so, yeah. I don't know if... I, I could only speculate, maybe if... if um you know, there's already organizations in those places that are kind of used to doing this type of stuff that could get things rolling more quickly or what, but I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I had some speculation about like, I, you know, I wonder whether like the Chinese government makes you jump through hoops or maybe mm-hmm. 10 cents got something going on. Or I, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe, maybe that's all stupid speculation on my part, mm-hmm. but it did make me curious. I, I thought that was a notable exception. You know what? Next time we have a current event issue like this where we don't really know what's going on, let's just make something up. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, our listeners are really relying on us here, so we gotta <laughs> give them a good, good narrative. All right. So this is what's happening: is that Black Ops was released early in China, and oh. the entire population of China was like, "Fuck PUBG. We're all about yep. Black Ops." You know? Yeah. Yep. That's exactly it. So I thought that that might happen. Yeah, you know, I saw. I've been, you know, saying it for for months now. Yep, you've Black been heralding take it on over this China, podcast, and then and, they uh, wouldn't have tournaments and leagues and PUBG. That's what I've been <laughs> saying. Apparently, PUBG just number two now. You know, so I mean, yeah. <laughs> but let so let's talk about this next news point here. It's just a small thing, but it looks like they are doing like a second round of testing the flare gun. And the, this is for probable inclusion in the live servers. So what this means is that we can, unless, I don't know, unless they just pull a, a blue hole and just yank it like they randomly do sometimes, that we're probably soon going to have the flare guns as an actual random spawn in the world. Mm-hmm. 
and they're gonna make it like a high rarity spawn so we'll we'll probably find them like three times as commonly as we find slrs that's my guess mm -hmm. so yeah yeah i think you know what would be fun is if they like is if the flare gun and then the flare ammo like spawned separately and you had to find them both Oh, and they were each as rare as that the SLR. Suck. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> so you'd like you'd have to loot no. the fuck out of that map, you know, oh, to get your flag on off. Yeah, I'd rather crate chase. You know, you know, like you can see it in the sky. You know, they come <laughs> just go to the middle of the circle and you wait. Yeah. That's yeah, because I mean. You know, I mean, if so you fire off your flag on, like, other people are going to come for it anyway, so it's kind mm -hmm. of the same thing, right? Yeah. And Without... I actually, I wish they would do away with the armored UAZ mechanic. About oh, it yeah, it's kind of <clears throat> stupid. Mm -hmm. I agree. But... I I don't really know anyone who's, like, stoked to get one of those. Mm -mm. Like, oh, yeah, I just traded a crate full of, like, an arm and a Groza and a, some other amazing weapon for this stupid armored uaz that was right. worth it for me <laughs> now like maybe if you could change firing modes on it so that it would fire maybe a different colored flare so you could like choose like you can choose the super uh, awesome care drop that has like like two care drop weapons and full armor and attachments yeah or you could choose the one that gives you a car with some cool window screens you know, yeah, with some, like, and then it's up to the, up to you. It. And if you're, you know, the type to choose a car, then cool, good power to you. But if you're smart and you choose the other one, you can do that too. <laughs> and then you know, we get to keep them both. But I think the point is that they, uh, it's it's kind of cool in a way. I I think that they want you to take a risk by shooting it. And if you like wait outside of the white circle and shoot it, then there's going to be you know, maybe fewer people around you. Mm, um, also, right. if you're trying to get into the circle, like, you know, blue zone's chunking you. You're like, oh shit, I've got 10 seconds to live. All you do is you fire the flare and like two minutes later, your vehicle's there yeah, to save you. Yeah, it's, it's perfect, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. That that armored vehicle drops down on your skeleton mm -hmm. and <laughs> you feel good about yourself. <laughs> I know. I thought about that too. I was like, <laughs> the only situation in which you would need it is a situation in which you're already dead when it drops. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. if it was like a turbo drop, like, oh, okay, we're gonna like torpedo. No, torpedoes are underwater. We're gonna catapult you a motorcycle. <laughs> you know, just like ten seconds later, bam! Like motorcycle. That'd be cool. It, it makes that like Looney Tunes catapult sound. It's like bow. And you just see it like fly <laughs> over the side of the hill. Yeah. And it's like a Mad Max motorcycle with like spikes on it and spears on the front. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it just, it plays highway to hell. Like, oh, yeah. 24 7. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I would love it if it were just delivered via ICBM, you know? So, mm -hmm. like, you fire the flare, and then, like, two nanoseconds later, just, like, mm -hmm. crazy. You know what? I think I want to start streaming just so I can, like, drive vehicles around playing Highway to Hell and, like, have people see that, you know? <laughs> that sounds like a good use of time to me. Yeah. Yeah. I've realized oh, I... that driving is one of my favorite things to do in this game. Mm -hmm. It's just so fun. I think that's why I like crate chasing. Yeah, so, it's, anyway. it really is. 
It's like mm-hmm. crate chasing is the combination of all of the most fun things to do in PUBG. Yeah. You know, driving, looting, dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's perfect. I th- it's like my favorite game mode in this game. Just mm-hmm. like anything loot chase or crate chase rather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, tangent coming back. There's one more one more current event. Okay, lay it on. Apparently, me. I noticed immediately when I updated my NVIDIA drivers that the shadows in the game... And I'm, you know, be grateful you don't have NVIDIA right now, Arjuna, um, because... I do. I do. You do? Oh, well, shit. Yeah. Do you have shadow issues, or have you not been playing? I have not fired it up since you had that issue, so... Okay, yeah. yeah. And, like, and you probably saw the video, and mm-hmm, I'm actually kind of... I'm used to it now, so it's not a big deal, but it was annoying for a few hours. <laughs> so it's like the shadows are pinstriped? Is that kind of what's going on? It's like... The shadows come in waves. It's it's like Satan is suddenly taking over the room and just darkened it forty percent when you turn your you like turn your head and like Satan's coming behind you because the whole room is darkening <laughs> like as you swivel. You know, it's it's okay. kind of creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So, well, I, yeah, I will definitely have to fire it up to do that. Yeah. Although I d- I may not have updated my drivers. You know. Mm-hmm. May not. Yeah. Have. Don't don't. I I always recommend that people. Hold out on any kind of update as long as you can, you know? Mm-hmm. Just, like, I haven't updated Windows for four years now, and I'm I'm doing fine. I mean, my window takes about, or my, it takes about 15 minutes to boot, but aside from that, yeah. um, and there's always these windows popping up all over the place, just like, you know, they're random. doing great things with Windows XP these days, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really come along, man. Yeah. Okay. Love it. It finally supports DirectX 6.1. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, all right. Well, oh, is it time to jump into sound? Now it's time. Okay. All right. We, we've reached a sound segment. So, yeah, sound, it's like more important in this game than in any other video game I've ever played. I feel like this PUBG might actually be like the most sound important video game there is in the universe. Mm. So it's a bold claim, but I'm standing by it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've never played a game in which sound was more important than in PUBG. I, I think it's really important. And I think that maybe the reason it sticks out, cause I'm inclined to agree with you but I just don't notice it in other games as much because the sound just seems to work in other games. Whereas in this one, I'm like, I was trying to tune <laughs> it and make it make it work better. <laughs> so okay. it's like, it's like one of those. Like I was just telling someone the other day that performance, if you don't notice it and you don't think about it, it's because it's working. And mm, like the minute point. you start thinking about it and trying to work at it, you know that there's something wrong. And like that's that's now like I don't think about performance anymore because I've spent hundreds of dollars upgrading my system (laughs) but i still think about sound that's yeah and unfortunately the problem is despite what you'll read on the internet no amount of throwing money at PUBG or at your system is really going to solve the problems in PUBG. so Mm -hmm. i want to i want to just throw that out there right now yeah so uh the first thing that i want to just point out is uh, there was a video 
in which Shroud claims that the game, like, is is incapable of playing more than a handful of sounds concurrently to you. And so what it seems to do, according to him, is it seems to pick, like, four sounds that just happened, like, three, as, like, a three or four sound buffer, and it'll it'll play those sounds concurrently, but then if there are other sounds happening in addition to those, they'll basically get like shoved out of the pipeline and you Whoa. won't hear them. So it's so, like that $20 keyboard I had when I was a kid. Yeah, exactly. Where you can only hit like two notes at a time and then any more than that, they don't get played. Just, <laughs> you can't play any chords. <laughs> exactly. Yep. No can do. So, and I think awesome. that this is, it's like a, it's a performance issue. It's like a server issue, just like everything else. Mm-hmm. So I think the server just doesn't want to play all of the sound channels for all 100 players. That's crazy. It just doesn't yeah. send them then. Yeah. So it sounds like it has some kind of prioritization, which who knows what kind of algorithm is used for that. But That's wild. I just don't think of sound as being a very uh, computationally or data intensive thing, but I don't know. Maybe it is. Well, I think it's, it's just like everything else. Like, think about as you move through this game, you produce a wide number of sounds. Mm-hmm. And then think about how, just like they're modeling physic, like they're modeling solid object physics in the game, but they're also modeling sound physics. Mm-hmm. So, things like sound bouncing off a wall, for example, or that, them, you know, they model the speed of sound in the game. So, like, you get they hit by echoes? a bullet before you hear it, right? Okay. So all of that does require, it requires probably about as much computation as like rendering the polygons does and mm. calculating the actual physics. Yeah. You know, so so I think that just computing all of that for like a bunch of sounds at once and then making sure that you hear them all mm-hmm. is, I, I mean, I don't know, I'm just speculating, but I could see why it would be a pretty intensive task for both the server and your local machine. Yeah, I guess I've just never noticed like echo or I haven't noticed a lot of sophistication to the sound, but maybe I Mm. am just obtuse. There is, I will Mm -hmm. say, there is some good stuff going on with with that in PUBG. I've noticed it. Um, Mm -hmm. Just things like sounds do sound different, you know, if they're outside or like if you hear a gunshot that's inside a house, but you're outside, it sounds different. Hmm. stuff like that okay and i i will agree that it's not amazing like for example i remember even back in half-life there was some like you'd be inside a metal silo and you'd shoot your gun and the the gunshot sound would be metallic right mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem like PUBG's really doing much of that it doesn't seem like they're changing the sounds depending on what what the physical environment that the sound is happening in mm-hmm. is made of, right? Yeah. Because I'm sure that a distant gunshot in the middle of a field sounds different than a distant gunshot in the middle of a forest, and, and they're probably not really accounting for that. Right. But yeah. but yeah, anyway, so that that's just something to think about. Like, if you're like, how did I not hear that person, right? You know, run up behind me in the house it's maybe not necessarily because you're deaf or stupid or 
not good at the game. It could just be because the sound didn't play. And I've had that happen before, actually. I've had times when I was like, you know, there was like a gunfight happening outside and I'm in a house and I'm maybe looking out the window and all of a sudden I'm just dead, right? Like someone came up behind me and blasted me with a shotgun. And I'm like, how did I not hear them come up the stairs, come <laughs> through the door behind me and blast me? So like, is it a good strat then to say there's a compound, we know there's a squad in there. We send three guys to one side and they just sit behind a wall shooting Uzis all day. <laughs> and there then you go. the fourth guy will flank and just walk right up to him and shoot them. It's sprinting. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. It's genius. Okay. It's a new strat that we have to figure out how to abuse. So yeah. uh, next tactics session going to be I guess a DP28 would be the best gun for the noise distraction. The the mm-hmm. which one? The DP28. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You just shoot that thing all day long. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Or even better, the M249. You just yep. lay on the trigger. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about was that Wacky Jackie released a guide in his usual fashion where he actually went through a list of how far away you can hear the various sounds of PUBG. So now this video is a bit old. He released it a while back, but I I think that most of the information in it is is still accurate or accurate within, you know, a couple meters. And mm-hmm. so I'm not going to go into great detail about it, but I just wanted to make you aware of it. And let's put a link to it in the show notes. And so I'm just going to go through a few things that he talked about in the video. The first thing is that it seems like most of the sounds, which are just like like equipping a weapon, uh, putting an attachment on a weapon, using an item, all of the, you know, dropping something, picking something up. All of those sounds have an audible distance of about anywhere from three to five meters. So mm-hmm. that's just kind of good to know. Like if you hear someone drink an energy drink or reload their gun or something like that, they are close. Mm-hmm. Like they, they're, yeah, within, within five meters, it's a safe bet. So that's a good thing to know. Now, he also tested out the sound that people make when they're moving. So he said, crouch walking and crawling movement, you can hear that up to 15 meters away. Mm. However, he said that the sound, it's not that the sound of crawling is louder, but it's just a much more noticeable sound than the sound of crouch walking. So he was saying that if you want to be sneaky and sound is more important to you than, than visual, then crouch walking is actually a lot quieter than crawling. Okay. Than like proning? Sneaking. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I have noticed that just walking around hearing myself, it seems like um, proning is really loud. It is. So, and it's, yeah. So it's not necessarily louder in terms of distance being heard from, but it is. Exactly. it does have a more noticeable sound for some reason. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's just, it's the difference between like 
versus like yeah it's constant it's kind of consistent yeah yeah the quality of the sounds very different and your your walking steps are more likely to blend into theirs or um or their teammates or something like that too that's a really good point yeah that's a really good point you have those moments in the game where you're like wait was that me walking and you get all spooked it's always them walking. It's always them. I know. <laughs> if you have to wonder, were those my steps? It definitely wasn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. I would say just, you know, if that's happening to you right now, turn around, throw a nade at that tree. Yeah. There's somebody there. Throw a nade, shoot your flare, empty your Uzi, and yep. then that'll be enough sounds to that they won't be able to hear you move. <laughs> That's a good sound cover. Yeah. Yeah. Just shooting. (laughs) (laughs) They won't hear you crouching if you're shooting. Um, (laughs) So yeah, he has a rundown here. I was kind of curious about the difference between crouch running and just running. Do we know the distance between the, like what the distance is? So crouch walking, you said was 15 meters. No, crouch running is is 25. That's really what I want to know. crouch running, yeah, you can hear it 25 meters away. Mm-hmm. And normal running, you hear 35 meters away. Now, mm-hmm. this is different from sprinting. Sprinting is very, very loud, it turns out. So Wacky Jackie discovered that if you crouch sprint, it is 30, you can hear it from 35 meters away, which incidentally is the same volume as like regular running, but not sprinting when you're standing. Wow. So okay. that's, that's a good wild. thing to remember. All right. Huh. Yeah. So I'm sprinting toward an enemy, and I don't want them to hear me, but I want to get to them as fast as I can. So I'm going to sprint at them until I get to 40 meters. Yes. Okay. And then I'm going to go down to running and just let go of shift. And then I'm going to go into crouch and crouch. Nope. And then just regular crouch. Without sprinting. Exactly. Until I get to 25 meters. Yeah. And then once I get to 25 meters, I'm going to just, I'm going to crouch while holding shift until I get to 15 meters. Well, no. So here's the problem. No, while holding uh, control, I mean, to walk. Yes, control, exactly. So so (laughs) what I learned from this is, is that, the crouch sprinting is only good for moving somewhat quickly while trying to lower your visual profile. Mm. But it's not doing you any favors as far as sound goes. Okay. Like, so, okay, so it is quieter than regular sprinting, but not very much quieter. Mm -hmm. So if you're crouching because you want to be quieter, then you shouldn't sprint while you're doing it. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, because if you're if you're normal sprinting, they can hear you at forty meters. Right, and if you're crouching and no- moving normally without walking or sprinting, they can hear you at twenty five. So exactly. that's quite a bit. So fifteen meters closer, it can get you. Right, but still, you can't get within twenty five meters without being heard if they're being quiet and listening well. Right. So, which I am listening well these days, which we'll talk about later when we get to hearing well. <laughs> awesome. All right. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. So, and then. Uh, he goes into the vehicles, which I'm not really going to cover here, but it seems like the the general vehicles are kind of 
hearable about 200 meters away. Some of mm-hmm. them are more like 225. The UAZ, it turns out, is the loudest at 275. So, mm, okay. And the interesting thing is that honking your horn, he said, is about 250 meters. So if you were driving a UAZ honking your horn, people would actually hear your engine before they heard the horn. Whoa. So that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. I wonder, yeah, there's probably a little difference with turbo too. Well, he actually said there wasn't, which I thought was interesting. Whoa. Yeah. That's weird. That's yeah. funny. So they just up the sound, but they keep the same range. So if yeah. you're within that circle, it's going to sound louder, but you won't hear it from any further away. Okay. Yeah, I think that's what he was getting at. Mm-hmm. I think that the turbo is more like an impairment to your hearing as the driver. Mm-hmm. But I, I, it doesn't seem like it makes a functional difference in the game world. Got it. So. All right. But uh, interesting tidbit, the Dacia is relatively quiet. Um, compared to a lot of the other vehicles. So if you want to, I, I think probably the quietest vehicle is the, uh, the van. If you're talking about like a, like a, fo- a four wheeled or plus vehicle. And then he didn't measure this because the scooter wasn't released when he made this video. But my guess is the scooter is the quietest vehicle in the game. Hmm. So. That's something to think about. If you mm-hmm. value silence, then you might actually choose a Dacia over a UAZ. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. Sure. How? What was the range of the Dacia again? Uh, I think he said it was two twenty-five meters. Okay, that's kind of significant, but it's still not like combat range, so I don't really no. care. Yeah. You know, is, is what it comes down to. Yeah. But my, I will reiterate, my takeaway from the the sound of movement was sprint unless you think you're less than 40 meters away. And if you think you are, then um, move normally with crouch up to 25 meters. I th- yeah. Just yeah. wanted to reiterate that, even though we're on to a different topic, because that, that was my takeaway. I want to make sure people got that. Yeah. No, it's important. Mm-hmm. We're going to yeah. quiz you later. Yeah, it just it just further makes me not want to crouch sprint. Like I feel like I've been on a gentle campaign against crouch sprinting for a long time now, <laughs> and this just further reinforces well, that. Well, it's still like you said though, it's good for basically cover, visual cover, right? And just being less salient visually. Yeah, which is like and, and maps like um, I think in most places in Erangel it doesn't make as much sense, but in Miramar and in the jungle it makes a lot of sense because there's a lot of little hills and stuff you can kind of yeah. move along. Mm-hmm. I just think, I, I think it's really valuable, but like proning, I think it's just something that people do more often than they should. Mm. I, I just would encourage people to try to have a little more mindfulness about what stance they're moving in and why. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're just like running in the middle of a hillside where there's not any particular geography around you you should just be standing and sprinting is what you should be doing i agree no no bones about it i'll see the streamers like mock people who are crouch sprinting in the open (laughs) exactly (laughs) it's it's just not getting you anything why are you crouching yeah it does make you a much easier target because you're moving a lot slower yeah yeah it's just really easy to lead if it's like if, yeah. if you're crouching 
you should either be doing it because you have like some very, you know, close visual objects that you're trying to stay behind. And that could be the lip of a hill, right? But it's、mm -hmm. probably more like a window or a rock, something like that. Or、uh, as they would call a defilade. So,、um, or, or if you're crouching for silence, then you just shouldn't be sprinting, is what it comes down to.、Wait. So, so defilade is like a poetic term that gamers made up. Is that right? <laughs> Le defilade. <laughs> it's a French, it's a French word. <laughs> it's, it's a romantic word for a no, ditch. No, it's not. <laughs> Is, it、Someone、is actually. Someone was explaining like a, to this. It's like a. It、gully. is a real word. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. It's. I think it's like a. I think it's a word they use in like military strategy and stuff like that. Hmm. So. Yeah, but I don't know. You can you can look it up. The etymology of the word defilade. <laughs> So, okay, so those are like some just kind of functional sound in game discussions. But now I want to get into this question of sound quality. So, the first thing that I want to do here is that I want to make a distinction between sound fidelity and functional in game sound reproduction. And so,、mm -hmm. so what do I mean by this? Fidelity. In the audio world, is basically saying how true to the original source sound is what you're hearing. So,、mm. like, if you have a you know a CD or a record or whatever it is that you're listening to, a high fidelity reproduction of that means that when what you're listening to in your headphones or your speakers sounds a damn lot like what. Is actually on that recording,、mm -hmm. and people measure the fidelity in a lot of different ways. But you know, one of them is、um, kilobits per second, right?、Um, fun fact:、really? wave files have fourteen thousand, or sorry, one thousand four hundred eleven kilobits per second. MP3s go up to three twenty. A lot of Whoa, them. Wait, what did what did the wave file go up to? Uh, the wave file is fixed at fourteen eleven. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Once. So, okay. So that's a lot more than.、Uh, so your highest quality MP three is usually top out at three twenty.、Mm -hmm. Now this isn't really important to PUBG, but this is just kind of giving you a background in.、Uh, th this is what you're thinking about in sound fidelity. Like fidelity is like the difference between an MP three and a CD. Okay. So. Now let's talk about functional in-game sound reproduction. This is a very, very, very different discussion. Functional in-game sound reproduction is all about: Can I accurately hear where things are, and when when there are things going off in the game? Like, am I able to? Are my headphones actually able to convey to me where they are?、Hmm. So, right. I think what happens a lot. Is that people play PUBG, and they're like, "Oh man, like I can't tell where those shots are coming from. I should upgrade <laughs> my shitty 
you know, $20 headset and get like some really swanky, you know, HyperX cloud, whatever. (laughs) Are you making fun of me? Oh, is is that what you got? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay. I that was a totally unintentional burn right there. No, it's okay. I was actually going to make fun of myself if you didn't. So good job. Okay, good job, excellent. Arjuna. Excellent, a, a burn accomplished. <laughs> well, so I I did. I wanted to talk with you about this because you you actually mm-hmm. went through this process. Yep, you did it uh, in the stead of our listeners. Mm-hmm. So just tell us, Robin, what was your experience when you upgraded from your random headset to your like HyperX headset? This one is more comfortable. Okay. Is the pretty much a that, <laughs> that was the takeaway. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I so, bought the HyperX Cloud 2 headset and it's really it was noticeably more comfortable. And I don't I didn't normally notice that kind of thing. Yeah. And I put these on and there was like, "Whoa, okay, this is a lot better." Um and I wear glasses, so mm, if it's got big. like really firm foam around the headset pads and it can like push the glasses into my temples and then I get a headache after an hour. And yeah. so being able to wear these like during meetings and during gaming is really nice actually. That was worth it in itself. I could probably have found a cheaper pair that did that exact same thing because these were around a hundred bucks. Mm. Um mm-hmm. but I was rocking a like Logitech something. I don't remember the model name now, but it was a probably a thirty dollar pair before that worked fine. I, I don't mm-hmm. think the audio quality is a whole lot different, to be honest. Um, and and I'm not one to really notice the like finer points of audio, so maybe there is a big difference. But well, so this what you're saying kind of underscores the point I was about to make, which is that if you think that upgrading your headset is going to make a noticeable difference in the functional reproduction of the sound in your game, I think you're probably in for a rude awakening. Mm-hmm. Um, which it, it kind of sounds like, uh, you know, like, I, so I don't want to say that upgrading your headset isn't worth it. Like, there are many, many things about upgrading your headset that could really be worth it to you. And I liked mm-hmm. that you highlighted comfort as one because you mm-hmm. know, a lot of people play this game in like four hour stints. And yeah. I did you... notice that music sounded better as well. Right. But yeah. Well, well so, so yeah, that, that was kind of the next thing I was going to get into. So when we talk about fidelity, mm-hmm. you notice a big difference with stuff like music or if you, you know, if you're listening to like a lot of audiobooks or maybe you're watching movies, stuff like that, you are going to notice a big difference in the quality of those things if you upgrade your headset. I mean, most of the time, some sometimes things are overpriced and they don't really have any benefit. But higher quality headphones and headsets will tend to have better fidelity. So that's like they're going to make the bass sound better in your, you know, in your drum and bass music are they gonna um you know you're gonna hear the nuances of someone's voice better with those headphones and they you know they will probably make your games like your video game sounds a bit better like they'll just they'll make your gun sound like a little crisper maybe the explosions will sound a little fuller stuff like that but the point Mm -hmm. that i'm trying to make is that they're almost certainly not going to make you any more able to 
locate where that gunshot was from mm-hmm. or to hear whether that person is in the room above you or the room below you which right. i think is like the primary concern that people have when they are having a hard time with pubg audio is people are trying to find they're trying to locate people and you know that they're, they're trying to have an awareness of what people their opponents are doing and and how far away they are and you know whether they just chucked a nade and all these kind of tactical things so you're really you're not going to get that necessarily by upgrading your headset now if your existing headset is really shitty like if it's really not good was never going to be good to begin with then you probably will have a noticeable improvement with your headset Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, I think that there are, there are, or like if you've been playing with earbuds or, or whatever, just like if you have some really low quality thing, then you're probably going to notice a difference. But I think if you, if you started with like your kind of garden variety $20 headset, which was pretty good, like fine, you know, like it wasn't actively annoying you before. And then you upgraded to like a hyper X, I, I don't think it's going to make that big of a difference in your tactical play in the game mm-hmm. um so the the next point i wanted to make was that you can also let's talk about sound cards so on a pc anyway like on the xbox your sound options are fairly limited like you just you plug in your headphones and they do they they have some support for 3d sound and stuff like that in some xbox games which i'll talk about in a little while but as far as like physically plugging in your stuff uh, your options are fairly limited when it comes to headsets Mm. on the pc you can there are so many different kinds of hardware that you can use so most motherboards come with a sound card and the quality of those sound cards can vary wildly however i will Mm. say that they tend to be like unless again unless you bought some real crapper like you know like some like if you're playing on some shitty compact laptop or something or if you bought like a really like weird no non-name brand oem motherboard Mm. or if for some reason you picked up like some cheap sound card at a swap meet or something like that then you might actually have a problem with your in-game sound (laughs) But most I love the number of scenarios you just covered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> these are all these are all edge cases. Or if, if you were trying to buy a table on Craigslist and some guy actually <laughs> sold you a cheap old sound card instead. <laughs> <laughs> if if a dude pulled up in a white van wearing a <laughs> trench coat and was like, "Hey, buddy, want to buy a sound card?" <laughs> then you know all that hasn't are been off. there. Yeah, <laughs> but but if you bought like an Asus or an you know an Acer or like an MSI or like any of these well or even an Intel motherboard, they're all gonna have pretty decent sound cards in them. Mm-hmm. And the the argument that I'm making again is that like if you buy like some fancy USB interface sound card. It's it's just really not going to make that big of a difference to your functional in-game sound reproduction. 
Now, again, it could make a difference in your sound fidelity. So mm. it's just, you know, I, I want people to know that if you're thinking like, oh, I'm going to buy this really nice headset and then I'm going to drop another 50 or 100 bucks on like a nice USB headphone sound card adapter thing, it's it's just not going to change your ability to pinpoint things in the game very much. Does, would it make a difference? It, so when you say sound reproduction isn't going to change a whole lot on any of these things that we just talked about, yeah. does that mean hearing, say, the direction of a gunshot won't change at all, but it might sound like a little crisper or something? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. It It's like that there it can be subtle changes like for example if there's a plane overhead or if the like if you're in a red zone mm-hmm. like if you have a crappy like fidelity if you have bad fidelity then those explosions might just kind of distort out your headphones and make it harder to hear everything else that's going on so mm-hmm. like if if you have like really high fidelity setup those explosions might sound a lot cleaner and it might allow you to hear other stuff. So if there's a shit if there's a shitload of things going on and there's a lot of noise coming through, then a better quality headset's going to distort less and it's going to just give you a bit better it's not going to okay. fall prey to that, right? All right. Um since we're talking about it, do you have any point in the show where you wanted to talk particularly about um hearing direction? Uh, you mean in terms of like how to get better at it? How to like perceive it? Like how do we perceive? Because we have there's two speakers on the sides of my head that are mm. blasting sound. Yeah. Right okay. now, so like if I walked out into a field and there were fireworks going off around me, my ears would be able to process the sound in, in such a way and tell my brain where those sounds are coming from. Yeah. Right, but the sounds coming from my headphones are coming from the exact same place every time like just directly into my ear right and left right and so yeah i've been wondering how do we how does a game change those sounds or or how does it how does something happen in the headset or or otherwise so that it sounds like it's coming from a different direction because at the end of the day it's just coming from it could change the stereo balance but how does that change whether it sounds in front of me or behind me i, I guess is the main question yeah well that's an mm-hmm. excellent question and it transitions nicely into what i was going to talk about next which is surround versus stereo sound mm. so so yeah so let's talk about the basics of the physics of how we hear so uh stereo basically refers to the fact that uh, let, let's back up a little history of sound when people first invented sound reproduction, it was basically they'd have like one speaker, like a horn, right? And then they'd have like a a phonograph or they'd have whatever the media was that played it. And it came out of that one horn. And as a result of that, things were recorded kind of simply like they'd set up one microphone and it would record whatever was going on. And then it would play back through one speaker. And, and what they call that is mono, which just means one. So it was like one channel of sound that was happening. Mm-hmm. But what people quickly realized over time and as technology got better was that people don't hear in mono. People hear in stereo. And the reason for that is that you have two ears. And so what they started to Wait, do... Hold on, let me confirm that here. <laughs> yeah, 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 most okay. most people do anyway. Yeah. 
I I know a few people with three ears, but they're weird. You know, I don't I don't really hang out with them very much. So the so what they started to do was they started to think, okay, let's say I take a sound and I get two microphones and I set them up an equal distance away from this object, both pointing at it. And what they were effectively trying to do was to recreate the experience of hearing something in in both like your left ear and your right ear. So that's mm. where stereo came from. And of course, there have been many, many, many improvements to stereo since it was first conceived. Um, an, an interesting point of audio history is if you listen to, uh, I think it was the Beatles' Revolver, that was like one of the first albums that where they were really messing around with mono versus stereo. So in the mm. 60s, there was a lot of development happening with stereo. And if you listen to the original cut, now they've remastered a lot of this stuff, but if you listen to the original release of Eleanor Rigby, right mm -hmm. when the first lyrics come in in that song, you hear them in uh, you hear them in stereo, and then they condense down to mono, and it's this kind of weird. Uh, wow, it's it's a weird effect, and yeah. so anyway, that's just an interesting bit of audio trivia there. So okay, so now we're talking about the world of stereo. So stereo has been the paradigm in, in audio for a long time. And basically, there are a number of tricks that audio engineers employ to simulate what things sound like in stereo. Because your, your ears are very, very sensitive. They're really sophisticated. And sound is a very physical experience. So um, the basics of sound is that when, when an object creates a noise, it actually causes the air to vibrate and the molecules of the air ricochet into each other in a wave. And that wave spreads through the air and those molecules hit your various sensitive membranes in your ear, which then vibrate nerves in your head and those nerves tell your brain and your brain decodes all of this and creates a sound profile in your mind. And so um, this another interesting side note here is that there's a whole study, it's a modern study called psychoacoustics, and it talks about how your brain is actually a lot more instrumental in what you hear than you think. And so it's very subjective. So in other words, like, um, for example, if you've ever been walking down the street and you hear like, Robin, and you're like, oh, someone just said my name, right? That's an example of psychoacoustics. Mm -hmm. Your brain is like taking something that sounds kind of like your name and it's mm -hmm. rounding it up to be your name. Yeah. So. Yeah. That happens <laughs> to me all the time. <laughs> Not with my name so much, but with um, my phone or with other yeah. like notifications online. Like I, we use this notification system for work and... It happened to me the other day where I was like, oh, that was definitely a notification from that. And I looked and there was just like nothing at all that it could have been. And I was like, huh, all right, yeah. I did that again. I did yeah, psychoacoustics. So psychoacoustics. Okay. Is there a name for like a sound that's a phantom sound like that or a misattributed one? Like a uh, psycho... Ghost Psycho sound. killer. I don't know. Qu'est-ce que say? I'm, I'm really digging deep here, guys. <laughs> really going back. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So, 
what I'm what I was trying to get at there is that the actual physics of sound in the real world are very, very, very sophisticated, and we don't even fully understand them yet. So trying to reproduce something in headphones to approximate the the way that real sound happens in the world is hard. It's it's kind of an imperfect science, and they so people use all kinds of techniques, like um, they change the volume of things, they shift where things are in what they call the stereo field, which is how far in the center they are versus how far they are in the sides. An example of how they'll simulate something being、mm. on the left side of your head. Is that they'll play the sound more on the left side and very faintly in the right side, and your brain says, "Okay, I'm hearing it a lot more on the left, so it's here on the left." Now, let's say there was like a Darcia、mm-hmm. in front of you in the game of PUBG, and it's driving towards you. The game is gonna put the audio、mm-hmm. from that Darcia into both of your ears equally, and that communicates to you. That okay, this thing is coming straight at me. And then if it veers off to the left, the game is gonna gradually lower the volume of that object in your right ear, increase the volume of it in your left ear, and that's gonna tell your brain, okay, this thing is like gradually moving over to the left. And there are just like various little、mm-hmm. sophisticated tricks that they use to differentiate something being in front of you as opposed to behind you. But it's actually, it's not、right. as it's not as easy as you might think to differentiate between things being in front of you and things being behind you. One of the things that they do is they muffle them. There's,、right. there's a muffling effect that happens when something is behind you, and it's yeah, it's it's one of the ways that you can kind of make something sound behind you is that you muffle it a little bit. Right, right. I think I noticed that I was trying to set up some surround settings on. I think I bought like the Razer Synapse like surround sound s- software just to see if it could help me, and it didn't. By the way, and <laughs> but it had this calibration thing where it would show it would play a helicopter sound, and it simulated the sounds of the helicopter going around you, and it、yeah. it was really cool because then you could pick out like oh in front of me. It sounds like really crisp and clear, and when it's behind me, it sounds really like like bassier, right? And right, the, exactly. Fewer, little like the treble doesn't come through as much, and it's just like a a more muddled kind of d- not as clear sound. So,、mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So yeah, you, so you're picking up on that that they're kind of employing tricks. They're basically tricks to. Recreate the experience of what it would sound like in real life. Hey, it is your friendly sound engineer here. And since we're talking about stereo, I thought、um, as I was editing the show, I would add recordings of a Murado traveling from in front of a player, past them, and then drives away behind them, so we can hear what that sounds like. And then,、uh, well, let's just listen to that first. Here it is. Okay, now that we've heard it coming from in front to behind, let's listen to the sound of a Murado traveling around a player. So this one's going to start out. It's a Murado again, and it's going to start out in front and go counterclockwise. So like left, behind, to the right, and then in front of, and it'll do a donut around us a couple of times. So、uh, thanks to 
spentacular by the way on the discord for helping me do this and he did a really good job of driving in circles around me which is harder than it sounds (laughs) so uh, here that is Okay, now that we've heard those samples in the context of the show, back to the show. So it's it's really imperfect. So, okay, so now along comes, I, I don't really know where the roots of surround sound were, but they it kind of exploded into the consumer consciousness in the 90s, uh, surround sound. And what they started to do in surround sound was that instead of running audio in two channels, they started running audio in four channels. And they engineered the sound so that like two of the channels were supposed to be like in front of you, maybe at like 45 degrees facing your, you know, at a certain width and facing your face, kind of going straight into your ears. And then there would be two speakers behind you that were also angled in at you. And so, you know, you started to be able to go to movies that were engineered in surround sound. And the cool thing about that was that they, it's not necessarily that the sound was any more real, but there were just more channels and it gave them more opportunities to like use those little audio cues. And because the human ear is so sophisticated when they do it right, the human ear would say, oh, I'm hearing that more in the speaker behind me than in the speaker in front of me. And mm-hmm. so there's less translation your brain needs to do to figure out where the sound is is coming from because it is actually mm-hmm. physically coming from behind you. Okay. So... Um, th- and th- well, that's kind of interesting then, because then they wouldn't want to play that like um, simulated muffled effect if it's coming from actually behind you. They might want to actually play the sound, and your ear will do the muffling itself in a exactly. way. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Huh. Exactly. That so, seems a lot easier in some ways. You're like, well, it's behind them, so we'll just play the sound unprocessed behind them, and the ear will do the work. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. And and the great. It's it all works out provided that like your speakers are good and the sound environment that you're in is actually like reproducing it properly, right? So like mm-hmm. your your movie or your game or whatever it is that's making your surround sound, it it has to actually process all of that stuff in intelligent ways mm-hmm. that and the speakers have to be set up properly. Everything has to be calibrated really well to like give you that optimal experience Mm -hmm. but if it is if everything is working together then it's really awesome and then of course so after this there was like 5.1 sound that's like a five speaker setup and then you know 7.1 is now kind of a standard and that's seven speakers and each time they're adding more channels and more speakers and you know more realism in theory but the thing is that Every time you upgrade it, everything needs to be calibrated more and the software or the movie or whatever it is needs to support it better. Mm. And so it's kind of a very, 
it only sounds as good as the implementation, basically. Yeah. I see why this is a hard field and hard to get it right. <laughs> There's a lot um, going on, man. That's a yeah, because I think even... I'm just thinking of like a door sound, like a door opening and closing. Like doors sound different. Like just the nature of the wood that they're made out of and the door frame and the knob and like a, a one door might have like a more crisp sound naturally and another one might have a more muddled sound naturally in a way. And yeah. so I don't know if that, I, I guess what I'm saying is that really to learn whether or not something sounds in front of you or behind you might require experience with that particular thing or with that particular mm. sound. Mm -hmm. And so, and I'm, I'm trying to add up why people, why the streamers I watch are so good at echolocation. That's not really the correct word. Echolocation is when you can tell where things are by producing a sound and hearing the, um, the echo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe. But I that. really like the word for this and it's just total misuse. So, you know, <laughs> anyway. Um, to hear direction, which is so much less exciting to say, um, I think it does take experience with the sounds you're trying to determine the direction of. Um, but, you know, just the training of the, the software of the mind to figure it out. So, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To I, some extent. Y yeah. So, so let's talk about the sound that PUBG is producing because that's really yeah. what we're curious okay. about here. Good. So I'm just going to go ahead and say this right now. PUBG produces stereo sound. So mm -hmm. anyone out there who's like, you know, thinks it produces surround sound or anything like that, it doesn't. Like, it, it just doesn't. And, so, and just to be clear, to take advantage of surround, if they did do it, you would need multiple speakers, not just yes. two. Yes, right. correct. Correct. So, okay, so why why then do they have surround sound headsets, right? Or mm -hmm. why do they have, like, these special... Or, like, for example, there was a patch that came out a while ago uh, on the PC anyway. I don't know what the Xbox has, but it was the HRTF option. And mm -hmm. it basically what it did was it added some amount of virtual 3D sound to the game. Hmm. So, but then there are also these headsets you can get that are like a 5.1 virtual surround sound headset. Oh. And the, the thing about it is like, I want to highlight virtual here. I want to highlight mm -hmm. the fact that in no way, shape or form are any of these things actually surround sound because they're not. Right. It's still just two speakers. It's still two speakers. The paradigm yeah. is stereo. So all that they're doing in these cases is that they are virtualizing. They're basically, they're taking in a stereo signal and they're applying various algorithms to it to try to pull it apart. And then they're reproducing those in a, in a kind of a vivified way. It's mm -hmm. almost like, um, taking a photograph and putting a filter on it, right? That seems really sloppy to me, to be honest. I mean, because it's one thing for a game to do that, to do virtualize around, which they have to do, really. Yeah. But for a headset, because the headset doesn't know shit about the nature <laughs> of the sound that's coming into it. It doesn't, well, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's that's exactly it, Robin. Mm -hmm. So So this kind of gets to my next point, which is that kind of just relying on whatever random headset you bought with whatever random 3D virtualization software, like thinking that that's going to plug into PUBG 
and like produce something which is actually better than what the game was doing normally in stereo mm -hmm. it's like several layers of wishful thinking right oh <laughs> well wait actually I, th I just thought of a way that i could conceptually do this tell me how far off i am all right lay it on so me. we identified one thing that can tell you whether it's in front of you or behind you which is muddledness we'll call yeah. it and i'm sure that there's algorithms to figure out what like a muddled sound might look like but the trick so it, could you just exaggerate that like clear sounds we're going to keep them super clear and anything that looks kind of muddly we're just going to up the muddledness a little so we're going to kind of accentuate the differences <laughs> and, and like now you can tell me whether or not muddled is something that we could really find in a sound wave or not but um, well it so like muddled sounds tend to have certain qualities that they have in common, right? Like they might all mm -hmm. vibrate at 200 hertz, which is just mm -hmm. like the on the sound spectrum, you start at 20 hertz and you go up to 20,000 hertz. That's the human audible uh, spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. So like your virtualization software may say, okay, like I'm hearing a lot of 200 hertz, which is usually part of a muffled profile so we're going to kind of accentuate that and try to make that sound like it's behind you in the game but let's say that like the airplane also just happens to have a lot of 200 hertz in it when it's flying over your head if if the algorithm just picks up on that and misinterprets it it might actually tell you that the airplane is in the wrong place or it might start mm. doing weird things with your sound so mm -hmm. Now, a lot, of, a lot of the good companies that are doing this, they're not making such grievous errors. Like, they're, they're not... And, and the reason why they're not making huge errors is because they're not producing 3D sound in the first place. Like, it's, I really want to emphasize that. Like, your 3D <laughs> headset is not producing surround sound. Mm -hmm. Like... And even if you did have a really dialed surround sound setup, like if you had like a well-calibrated room with all your speakers in the right place and they're all at the right volume and everything like that, PUBG doesn't natively support the surround sound. So what? <laughs> so anything that you were getting out of it would be like some emulation that, that uh -huh. a third party had created. All right. So you can see how this is kind of all leading me in the direction of telling you not to invest in in any of these setups like it's a great idea but until pubg but yeah, yeah. right natively supports it it's just it's gonna be at best an approximation yeah is it common for games to support surround no it's it, not in my mind i know mm -hmm. like games have been trying to or attempting to for a long time one of the issues is that there aren't necessarily standards in the world of surround sound. Like mm, I see like Dolby. Exactly. Sort of like five point. So that would be one standard. So yeah, Dolby's one standard. Or mm -hmm. like uh, you know, Pixar. Uh, uh they um I'm trying to remember. There's another oh uh Lucasfilm, they have a surround sound. Really? Yeah, okay. they do. There yeah, there are these different companies that provide surround sound and they're just like mm -hmm. these different kind of paradigms and ways that they do it and mm -hmm. then even you know like logitech has their own implementation of of mm. video game virtual surround right wow so it's 
it's just kind of it's a bit of a wild west and i think it's one of the reasons why like even if pubg did want to support surround they'd have to pick like a paradigm they'd have to basically pick some hardware and software that they wanted to commit to <laughs> when i was first getting into gaming i wanted surround sound and i bought like a 100 speaker set and it was like really cheap like shitty speakers i yeah. think it was 7.1 I think like some of the speakers didn't even work out of the box. Oh no. <laughs> but you know, it was still like 5.1 or 6.1 depending on how yeah. many I had left, but um I like the idea of just making a big giant helmet that holds all the speakers around your head because it's a pain <laughs> in the ass to rig up the speakers all around your room. So, you know, just a big suit. I'll build I'll, I'll just build it in my gaming chair. How about that? There you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you're starting your own VR setup right there. I'm kind of surprised they don't do surround headsets. That they don't just cram more speakers in. Well, know. there are there are some headsets that do put more speakers in. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like they're all quite close to each other. And mm. again, like if the game doesn't actually support that headset then mm. or, or whatever technology that that headset's based on then yeah. who knows how good it's gonna be yeah you know so this isn't to say like you know i've done some reading on this for PUBG. I, I kind of did some investigation like do people prefer the hrtf do people with these 5.1 set you know headsets to like do people generally tend to prefer them and it's just, it's wildly all over the map. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, there are people who are like, that's total bullshit. It's not supported. None of the big streamers use it. You know, you're wasting your money, stuff like that. And yeah. then there are these other people who are like, I love it. You know, it totally brought the game to life for me. And so just like so many other things, there's really no way to actually know if it's going to work for you without experimenting and trying it. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to poo-poo it. Like there are people who say that they have gotten the kind of intended results or they just like the sound better. They're like, I just I just feel better about it. It makes me feel more like I'm in the game. So if that's the hmm. case for you, then great. You know, I don't want to like trash. And that's wait, that's people. about what technology? Just like like um some of these five point one okay. headsets like, that you can buy. All right. Or yeah. You know, there's there's just a lot of products out there, right? Mm-hmm. Or the HRTF setting in the game, and the general consensus seems to be that the HRTF is not as good as it was promised to be, and so it actually makes me want to go and turn it off. What is it? So there's a setting in the in the sound settings. It's a checkbox that turns on the HRTF, and it's basically like an additional layer of emulated 3D sound that PUBG really? coded into the game. Yeah, and it, it was supposed to kind of give you. They they created their own kind of algorithm, their own like abstraction layer that was supposed to help you pinpoint the sounds in the game better. Mm-hmm. And Wacky Jackie and a number of other people were basically like, this is shit, don't use it. Well, first of all, if you were going to make something that made stereo sound more immersive and actually give you a better idea of where sound was coming from, why would you make it optional? Yeah, ex- right. If it was like a clear <laughs> improvement. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. that's the first giveaway. Like, now, well, here's the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, 
Now, some people argue that it's a definite improvement, and it's just that people get used to it. You know, they're they're used to the way it used to sound, right?、Mm. So, for example, in Counter Strike, Counter Strike introduced HRTF into their game, and there were a lot of people who said the same thing. They were like, "This is shit. Don't use it." And then, kind of over time, it caught on, and then it became the standard. And now it's kind of like you're an idiot if you don't use it. But I think what was also happening is that they were improving the algorithm and they were making it better over time. <laughs> and so I think you know it could be the same for PUBG. Like it could get better over time, and it could be the kind of thing that is ubiquitous in the future. But、wow. at the moment, it's it's not actually. Wait, hold on. I did. So I just looked up what HRTF stands for.、Mm-hmm. It stands for Head Related Transfer Function. <laughs> There you go. Which is awesome sounding. Yes. And. This is on Wikipedia, and it says、uh, blah 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 is a response that characterizes how an ear receives a sound from a point in space. A sound strikes a listener the size and shape of the head, ears, ear canal, density of the head, size, shape of nasal cavity, and oral cavities all transform the sound and affect how it is perceived. So what we need is headphones that have the muffs on our heads, but also have a speaker against our nose. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, like headgear, <laughs> like they're actually、oh, no. implanted earbuds in, in our teeth. Wait, here's what you do: you split your earbuds, like you or you have a splitter. You have your headphones on, and then you have earbuds that are receiving signals too, and you just put those up your nose. <laughs> nose buds. Yeah, love it, man. And then your nose is getting the sound too. And make sure you put the right one in the right nostril, and then left one in the left yeah, one. Yeah, that's Dude, that's your four-way sound. I'm gonna have my、right、foot、there. pedals, my nose buds, like yeah. It's it's brilliant, <laughs> you know, Robin. I have so should, many ideas, Arjuna. So many. You like, should you should go into the field of HRTF. Yeah, what I want to do also is I want to build something that would basically be like binoculars for my ears. Do you think this would work? Wow. Just like really big, like maybe cat shaped earlobes. That yeah, they have very those directional. like those bat ears, right? Like yeah, you go to the science museum and they have like. Did those... someone already make them? That's like you step up to them, and they're these like big、oh. bat ears. Wow! Yeah, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, I think it'd be good for hunting. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like bad for not being seen, but great for hearing shit. You know, <laughs> it's, it's a trade-off. You might, you might also get shot by other hunters who think that you're like an elk. <laughs> oh, no, paint them orange. Yeah, yeah, yeti man. So, so the TLDR of what I want you to know of what I'm trying to tell you here in this episode is that like PUBG's sound is currently in stereo. So if you just have a decent sound card and a decent pair of stereo headphones, you are good to go, my friends. You are good to go. Don't worry、okay. about any of the rest of that shit. It's like you know if you've if you've got an extra. Hundreds of dollars burning around in your pocket, and you're bored, and you feel like experimenting. Then, by all means, you know, go ahead and do this. But I think expecting that it's actually going to make you better in the game, I just I don't want you to go through all that and then be disappointed.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now、okay. let's let's talk about something that might actually make a difference for you in the game, and that is compression. Mm. So we, you, you kind of pressed me on this few episodes ago, and I wanted to、yeah. 
like get more into it this time around. Okay. So, so let's talk about compression. What is a compressor? A compressor basically takes an audio input and you tell it when the audio goes above this volume that you set, then I want you to reduce the audio by this amount at this speed. So it's almost like, think about, uh, let's, let's think of an example, like a cat door, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's say a really hard wind blew and it like kind of blew your cat door open a little bit and then the wind stopped blowing and the cat door like came back to a rest, right? Uh-huh. Now, let's say that you could change the setting to make that cat door like three times thinner, right? And then make the hinge a lot flexier. And so every time the wind blew, the door would open more, it would stay open longer, and it would be more responsive to the wind, right? Okay. That's kind yeah. of the way a compressor works, is that you, you are setting these parameters which moderate the flow of the audio uh, based on, on what you want it to do. But mm-hmm. the basic functionality of a compressor is to take loud things and make them quieter. And mm-hmm. what happens is if, if you have a bunch of sounds and some of them are quiet and some of them are loud and you take all of the loud ones and you make them quieter, it basically makes all of the sound a little bit more even. It, like, it puts it all a bit more on the same playing field. And so an example of what compression could do is let's say that I was right next to the microphone like I am, and then you were standing behind me one foot, and you were also talking into the microphone. Naturally, my voice would sound a lot louder than yours, but if I compressed it enough, it would bring my voice down uh, a lot closer to the level of your voice, and then it might actually make it start to sound like we were both on the microphone together. Hmm. Now... To a trained ear, however, the trained ear might hear the subtle nuances of the fact that like, well, yeah, but Arjuna's voice sounds something, right? It sounds like maybe a little crisper and Robin's voice sounds a little more muffled, right? And as we were talking about before, muffled tends to mean behind, right? So like a more nuanced listener might be able to pick up on that and be like, okay, well, the volumes are the same, but it sounds like Robin's further away from the mic. Yeah. Okay. Now, this is, the, this is the kind of thing that we're starting to get into here with using compression in PUBG. So why would someone want to use compression in PUBG? Well, the reason that I got into it uh, was that the gunshot sounds and like the buggy sounds and the airplane sounds and the explosion sounds were just killing me. Like... You know, I was playing this game, and of course, you know, it's kind of like the classic thing that happens in PUBG is you start playing PUBG, and you're like, why am I dying so much? And then you realize that it's because, like, people are sneaking up on you. You know, you went into a house, and you didn't hear that person in the bathroom, whatever. So you start cranking your sound, and then the next thing that happens is that, like, you know, you full auto your AK. (laughs) And then your ears start to bleed. So, you know, at some point in my evolution of this game, I was like, God damn it. Like, I want to be able to hear the footsteps and not have my ears bleed every time Mm -hmm. I play this game. Mm -hmm. 
So like you were saying earlier, Rob, and like a lot of other video games just have kind of figured this out better. And so it's just not really an issue. Like you play Rainbow Six or you play, you know, yeah. the COD titles or whatever. And it's just, you just kind of don't think just, about it. I never feel tempted to do this in other games. Yeah. I don't know why. I think, I wonder if other games tend to have a more binary um, logic to their sound. Like, so 15 meters away, you're going to hear somebody um, crouch walking, right? So the question is, at what volume do you hear them when you start to hear them? And I think that, I suspect that PUBG has a rather low volume for that. Yeah. Um, and it, it probably has a very gradual rise, right? Like as the walker, the croucher gets closer. Yeah. And, and that's what makes us tempted. But, and that's, but the thing is, that's probably also realistic. It is. Right? It is. And so I kind of, I, on the one hand, I'm like, dang it, PUBG, I can't hear. And I want to hear better, but I don't want my ears to blow out. But I, I there's like this real ar- realism argument I could see being made for why they would want to do that. Whereas, right. say, Call of Duty, when you start to hear steps, they might might just simply start out a lot louder, right? Yeah. When they're 15 meters away, and they'll like stay louder all the way up until they're really close to you. Yeah. Um, with smaller differences along that whole range. Um. So yeah, it's a kind of a tricky problem now that I think about it. But well, it's it's a really good point. And mm-hmm. as you highlighted, we actually there was a member of our Discord who wrote in about that, basically saying what you said, Robin. So he said mm-hmm. he said, you know, in real life, if you shot like an M4, it would blow your ears out and you wouldn't be able to right. hear someone walking right next to you, you know? So like mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. that regard, the game is very realistic. So, you know, my retort to that is like, okay, great. Like the game is very realistic, but like hearing loss from hearing damage is also realistic. And <laughs> I don't want to get that, dude. Like, yeah, I hear you. You know, like if, if yeah. you shoot a gun all day without hearing protection, of course you're going to start to have hearing damage, mm-hmm. right? But that's kind of basically mm-hmm. what you're doing when you play PUBG is like either you give yourself like, virtual hearing protection by turning the volume down so that so the you know shooting the gun doesn't make your ears bleed but then you just can't hear much right yeah it's not very fun is is what it comes down yeah, to yeah 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 and so it's this kind yeah. of like realism versus fun calculus right right and then you end up in this place where we are now where there's a slice of players that are using compression and a slice of players that aren't yeah and I think it's clear. I think that compression gives an advantage. So we get back to this like fairness thing, right? Uh, where they, you know, I think at the end of the day, I would kind of just say they should engineer it so that you know we hear footsteps louder um, at the threshold, right, where yeah. they become audible. Um, would I think is a good solution? I agree. You don't have to turn it up, and then everything's kind of balanced. Yeah, I think that just makes sense for games. I agree. Um, and just things mm-hmm. like the volume of your own gun, like, you know, they could substantially lower the, the volume of your own gun while still like, okay, here's a really good example of, of a thing they've done right in this game. They've engineered the audio so that whenever a frag grenade goes off, it kind of like you get that effect of losing your hearing for a moment. Oh, I love that. Right? That's so cool. Okay. So that was a really cool example of how they simulate hearing loss without actually giving you real life hearing loss, right? Mm. They've Mm -hmm. like 
or like the the flashbang is the same thing. It's like they have kind of tweaked the audio for that hearing effect to basically make all of the other sounds quieter or just change the quality of them so you can't hear them as well. And mm-hmm. it's really successful. It's like it's a it's a great way to simulate it without actually making it happen. And so mm-hmm. if they if they did the same thing with gunfire where like every time you shoot oh, your gun, so cool. it kind of makes like a mini version <laughs> of that frag grenade effect. It'd be really yeah. good, you know? That'd be neat. That'd be interesting. Yeah. It'd also be cool if the game just had like noise canceling headphones. Like like I went out and shot guns a few months ago and we put on these headsets that my friend had and when you shoot a gun with them on, you hear like a very initial little pop. Mm-hmm. But it really quiet, and then just nothing, and then like the reverberation of the shot. Mm. Instead of like, it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's really cool. Well, um, so mm-hmm. that's interesting, Robin, because what you talked about is basically simulating compression. Mm. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> so, so let's talk about what a compressor does. So basically. What a compressor does is you tell it, okay, when the sound reaches a certain volume, I want to lower you you to lower the sound by this much at mm-hmm. this speed. And so what it sounds like those headphones are doing is they're like they have a a very fast attack, which is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Where like you hear only a split second of the loud sound and then they kick in, right? And then yeah. they kind of they take out that the guts of that really loud sound, but then you hear the tail of the shot, so they release at a certain point where you can actually hear like the tail end of the sound. Hmm. And mm-hmm. so every every sound that is made, or I should say like every every sharp sound, like a gunshot, they call them transients. And what that means is if you look at the audio of that, there's like there's a sharp spike at the loudest point, which is when the when the the shot is fired, and then it kind of mm-hmm. tapers off. There's a long tail on it, yeah, and that's like the rest of the sound. So anything like a like hitting a snare drum or an explosion or like a car crash or any kind of collision or sudden loud quick noise mm-hmm. uh, is has this transient quality. Okay. And so um, with your compressor, basically what you're telling it to do is you're saying, uh, take the transient and lower it by this volume and then keep it that low for this amount of time. And it kind of allows you to tailor like how much of the transient you want and how loud you want that to be versus the tail of the sound. Mm-hmm. So this is all kind of technical and and... You really have to mess around with a compressor to, uh, to like really get it, get these ideas to sink into your head. But that's really the basics. Wait, so it's it's really I've just been thinking about it in terms of volume, but it's actually, the, so we have like the sharp increase of the sound profile and then the taper, and it's it's not just like taking the top half of that and shrinking it. That by top half, I mean I guess like the amplitude it's actually paying attention to like the attack and release huh right so okay. so basically and- what it's doing let <clears throat> here's an example if i told my compressor 
to say, like, when you hear a really loud sound, I want you to make it half volume, but then I want you to like release that clamp on the sound very quickly, right? And then、okay. you had like a, a gunshot. What it would sound like? It would be like, like you'd hear this. You'd hear it kick in. You'd hear the sound、Whoa. get quiet, and then. If it released quick enough, you'd actually hear the end of that sound, right? But you wouldn't, louder. You than, wouldn't. Okay. Yeah, you wouldn't hear the、yeah. guts of the sound because that was the part that the compressor cut out, right?、Mm. But now, <clears throat> if you told the compressor to like release very slowly, then it would trigger off that initial loud sound, but then it would keep that half half the volume reduction for a longer time, and then you would just hear like a. It would just like kill. Basically, the whole sound.、Hmm. So,、um, so that's kind of the name of the game with compressors: is that you want to figure out how to get it to cut out the sharpest, loudest sounds without having it like cut all of the sounds. So, yeah, if you left your release, if you made your release, so too like long, a loud, consistent sound, what might not be lowered in volume? Yes, exactly. Like the airplane,、Whoa. for example. It might really, you know, but but it, it it all depends, man. Like it's you know it, it gets really technical. I bet. So <laughs> what I was hoping for was like a logarithmic squisher. So like, let's say we have a volume range of like any type of sound,、yeah. regardless of profile, like not just the、um, the sharp sounds. So like, let's say we have volume zero through twenty, and my ears start to bleed at ten, but I want to hear things. Well, between one and ten,、um, so I have to crank my sound. What I was thinking was after the volume of ten, instead of that range being ten to twenty, we would just squish the range so that it, the input volume is still the same. But anything above ten, we would say half. We would half the output. Yeah. So a sound coming in at twenty would be fifteen. Right. And a, a sound coming in at twelve would be eleven.、Um, Is there anything like that? That's what I want. Well, so yeah, so they make you know in the audio world they make various plugins that do stuff like that, and they、mm-hmm. they all have their own yeah like a response curve is what you're talking about, right? The mathematics of how they apply their volume reduction and in what proportions. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of various plugins, and the trick is like which one do you use, right? So.、Mm-hmm. So what I'm describing is like your average compressor has these manual settings. Now the the audio world is full of these plugins that are kind of pre-tailored for you. So for example, the one that we use on this podcast is called the L2 compressor, and、right. it's basically it's what they call a limiting or a brick wall compressor, and it does a、uh, basically it does a different thing than what you said, Robin. What the L2 does is it says. I don't want the sound to go above ten decibels ever. And then, as soon as it does, the compressor does whatever it can to just either keep that sound like as long as it's above ten, it just wants to keep it at ten. And then,、mm-hmm. as soon as it naturally dips below ten, then it just wants to let it do its own thing again, right?、Hmm. And so that's one of the reasons why our voices sound consistent and crisp and nice in your ears is that we have a limiting compressor, which is kind of Doing that work for us. Okay, interesting.
So the L2 is pretty good. And yeah. so if you wanted to, they call, it costs about 70 bucks. So if you wanted to, you could go out and buy the L2 compressor and you could try to run PUBG through it and see how it no sounds, way. you know, like. Oh, I didn't, I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So let me tell you how that. you do this. Okay. So, <clears throat> so, um, first things first, Windows comes with a compression setting in your sound dialogue. Never use it. It's terrible. Like it's just. Okay. It's just all kinds of bad. So if you want to use compression, you got to use good stuff. So this is what I use. I use a free software. It's called Reaper. And it's uh, it's not technically free, but um, it's kind of a pay-when-you-want-to software. So that's cool. I used it free for a while, and then I eventually bought it when I started making this podcast. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I'm running a, a driver called Synchronous Audio Router. And what Synchronous Audio Router does is it allows you to capture audio from like different places on your PC. So you, you create what's called a software endpoint. And that could be PUBG or it could be Discord or it could be iTunes or it could be your internet browser. Like anything that's generating audio, you can create as like a virtual sound source in Synchronous Audio Router. And then when you go into Reaper, you can select that as the source that you want in whatever track you've set up. So when I'm playing... Oh, and that's after you've configured the synchronous audio router. Exactly. You can do that. Yeah. So synchronous audio routers, it's a little bit of a pro audio solution. It's a little bit kind of arcane. And Mm -hmm. it takes some reading and a little bit of audio knowledge to set it up. But there are videos out there that will tell you how to do this. And maybe if I'm feeling really ambitious, I'll make a video so that you guys can see what I'm talking about. Mm, so, cool. so, yeah, so Synchronous Audio Router is what allows you to capture the audio from PUBG and get it into Reaper. Now, some people use a simpler software called Voice Meter, or Voice Meter has a bit more of a high-end version called Voice Meter Banana. That's banana for you Americans. <laughs> and uh, I I tried this first before I did Synchronous Audio Router, and I just, like, Voice Meter did not work for me. I hated it. It never seemed to do what I wanted it to do. And the, the couple of times, Robin, where I recorded our podcast and then had trash audio that I couldn't use were always in Voice Meter. So Ooh, I stay okay. away from that stuff like the plague. I don't think it's yeah. good. Bad feels. Yeah, I, I, some people swear by it. They have great experience. So maybe it was just that my hardware wasn't, didn't run well with it. Mm-hmm. But I found Synchronous Audio Router to be flawless. Like it's amazing what it does. Okay. So the next thing you need to know is that Synchronous Audio Router runs on an audio format called ASIO. And ASIO, A-S-I-O, is the it's the audio format for high performance what they call low latency audio now every every time your computer generates a sound it like has to think about that sound it it takes a certain amount of time for it to produce the sound and the windows audio is typically pretty high latency it's like takes like a hundred milliseconds for it to tell you what's going on Mm -hmm. um ASIO dramatically can reduce that time. 
And so uh, when you're doing something like this, if you're compressing your audio in real time, you need a low latency driver. So in order to run synchronous audio router, you're going to have to install ASIO for all, which is a free implementation of ASIO. If you buy like a swanky mm. USB card for your sound system, it might actually support ASIO out the box. And if that's the mm. case and that's what you use, then you don't need to use ASIO for all. Okay. But it's ASIO for all is pretty good and it's free. And as long as you have a PC that can is like capable of running PUBG without, you know, just performing terribly, then your computer can probably like has the processing power to run it. So, uh, okay. so, uh, so you install ASIO for all, you install synchronous audio router, you install a Reaper and you, you get it set up so that the audio is being captured into Reaper. And then for your channel that you, that, you know, you've dedicated to PUBG, you then put a plugin on it, which is a compressor. And the one that comes free with Reaper is called Recomp, R-E-A-C-O-M-P. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what I use to compress PUBG. And yeah. so it's, I just want to say again, it's all... So in other words, people can do this all for free, yes, it sounds like yes, so far. You can, do, okay. you can do every bit of this for free. It's mm -hmm. going to take you a while. Like, like getting just getting the software set up and working is probably going to take you about an hour. And then, mm -hmm. um, you know, and then you might have some troubleshooting and then getting your compressor set up is probably going to take you another hour. So, mm. and you're probably going to have to watch a few YouTube videos and maybe read a little bit of documentation. So you got to be ready, you know, but it's no, yeah. I would say it's no less challenging than like getting your stream set up for the first time. So like, yeah, I think I just started to look into it. Not exactly this um, solution, but a different one that involves some like software and configuration. Yeah, and I I like spent ten minutes looking at it and thinking about it, and I was like, "Damn it!" Like I just kept looking for other solutions, and I found one <laughs> yeah. called Soundlock. Which have you ever heard of this or used it? No, Soundlock. Okay, so if you want a far from perfect solution. <laughs> <laughs> This actually has worked pretty well for me. It's the easiest thing in the world because you download it and then down in the um, application bar, it's like one of the many programs that you can have launch up from the little carrot in the bottom right. I don't even know what that thing's called. Yeah, it's but like the tray, the system tray. The system tray, thank you. Yeah. It literally just has a little slider down there and it has a volume bar and the slider where you can set like what you don't want to hear. You don't want to hear anything above that point. And I think there's, you can also set it up so that it doesn't do that for every channel of audio. Um, I haven't even gotten that far into it because I don't need to. I just turn it on or off whether or not I'm playing PUBG. Um, and I think it does actually cut out some channels, uh, like meaning my, my right and left channel on my headset. Sometimes I'll hear sounds only in one of them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> Which is a pretty good. big flaw, yeah. but it's not that often. Okay. And... Also, it doesn't seem to compress so much as just flatten. And I guess maybe that is a type of compression. Yeah. But it'll just like, the volume will get to a certain level and it'll just stop it. Like, <laughs> and so it the sound, it sounds really unnatural after a, a certain point. Yeah. But it really only gets triggered for gunshots and stuff. I'll really notice it if I start w watching 
like streaming or something like that. Yeah. Um, I'll watch Chaco and like I'm listening to Chaco and his voice is all like all over the place. Like, right. You know, up and down and the volume doesn't sound normal. <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, turn it off for that kind of stuff. But for me, for gaming, I can hear so much better and my ears aren't bleeding. Huh. So, okay. Well, um, that's a- but it, it just it seems like a really cheap. So, I don't know. Yeah. I wish there was a better compression solution out there that wasn't like two hours of work and also not low level like this one. Yeah, <laughs> or, it, yeah. it would be nice, wouldn't it, if there was like a mm-hmm. <clears throat> like a nice, elegant, high quality, free solution that you know mm-hmm. gave you options. I like mean, this. frankly, it seems like a good business opportunity yeah. for someone out there. Yeah, um, I agree. To develop a compressor, especially, I mean, compressors are. You could probably use it for a lot of different things, but if someone made one that was good at good for gaming, the types of the use case of gaming, yeah. and also you know marketed toward gamers, I think you could make a killing, especially with games like this, yeah, that are I so agree. popular. It so, could even you know it could, for example, it could make it better for your streaming audience because they would be able to hear you know, like they'd be able mm-hmm. to hear footsteps better and they'd they'd be more immersed. Yeah. With you, you oh, know? totally. Like when I listen to. When I watch streamers, I can't hear half of the shit exactly. they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's like they know that person's in the room downstairs, but you mm-hmm. don't, right? So mm-hmm. it seems mm-hmm. magical, mm-hmm. and they just that's own a good them, point. You know? Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So that's cool. Say the name of that again. Uh, that's called Sound Lock. Sound Lock. Yep. Okay. Cool. So that's the simple solution. The one that I described is the com- complicated solution. It's kind mm-hmm. of up to you how in depth you you want to get with it, and of course, you know if you're already using voice meter, then you can experiment with adding a compressor into your chain. And quickly, I'll just tell you what the settings I currently have on my compressor are. So my threshold is set at minus forty decibels, so that's that's pretty aggressive. That means most things trigger the compressor. My pre-compression is sixteen milliseconds. My attack is 0.1 milliseconds, which is a very quick attack. So the idea there is that I don't want any of the gunshot to deafen me. Like I want it to engage pretty much as soon as it hears the shot. My release Mm -hmm. is 290 milliseconds. So that cuts out pretty much the entire gunshot sound, but hopefully nothing Mm -hmm. after it. And Mm -hmm. then the ratio is that's the magnitude that the sound is reduced by when it engages and i've experimented with between 20 and 60 after a certain like after you hit 20 it's almost like it doesn't really make a difference so um Mm, that's that's kind of what i'm using at the moment is like 20 okay but then you just you tweak it to your needs so you know you might for example not need as low of a threshold you might decide that 30 db is good for you you might decide that your release is better longer or shorter and i might try this yeah yeah because i already have some familiarity with reaper from the podcast yeah and i've even used the recomp compressor as well as the l21 right so I just have to figure out ASIO for all and the asynchronous audio router, or was the, it synchronous? Yeah, synchronous audio router. Synchronous, S-A-R. not asynchronous. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So so yeah, this is good, and it's nice. You know, to, you learn a little bit more about audio, and it gives you the full control over your compression, right? So, okay, mm-hmm. so a lot of people talk about how in addition to reducing the sound, the volume of your gunshots, this also will let you like like you take your gunshots down so you can turn everything up so you can hear footsteps better. 
I just want to address this because uh, it's true. You can do that. And that does give you a certain kind of advantage. But I want to highlight some of the drawbacks. It's not a perfect solution. And one of the problems with it is that one of the main ways that the game tells you how far someone is away from you is using the audio. And what you're doing with the compressor is that you're basically saying whenever a gun goes off, like if it sounds closer than like 30 meters away, I'm going to reduce the volume to about that 30 meters away volume point. And so it can actually make it very, very difficult to figure out whether someone's shooting you in the same room as you or like from the next building over. I see. So someone could be like on the other side of a rock shooting and they might, they could either be there to your ears or to your ears, it could be 30 feet past that. Exactly. Because it all sounds the same, basically. Exactly. So again, it all depends on how aggressively you set it up. But the the greater the reduction in the volume of the gunshots, the kind of the greater the effective range could be of wherever they're coming from, right? Hmm. So this is something that you need to know about. Now, it also, the compressor reduces what they call like the stereo field of your sound. And so it's it's going to kind of model a little bit, like it's going to give you a little less precision as far as the directionality of the sound. Because again, you're basically taking the way that they programmed the sound in the game and you're kind of fucking with it. So you're, you're applying your own algorithm. You're doing basically what I was talking about above. And there are costs to that. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like when people talk about this, like, oh, it's cheating and it gives you an advantage. Like it, it gives you some particular advantages and then it gives you some other very particular disadvantages. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I I really, I wish I didn't have to do it. I actually don't like it for those reasons. I feel like since I've started using it, um, I've actually gotten worse at the directionality of sound in the game. I used to be a lot better with it. Mm. But it is worth it to me to protect my ears. And as a side effect, I do hear the footsteps a little more easily. So it's kind of a, it's a compromise, you know? Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, anyway, just one one final thing I wanted to note is that uh, the Xbox options, um, there is some, there are a few different software options on the Xbox. One of them is called Atmos, A-T-M-O-S, which is like a 3D surround paradigm that they use on the Xbox. However, PUBG doesn't support it. So again, it's just like any of these other options I talked about. You could try it out and it might sound good to you, but it's not natively supported in PUBG. Uh, it is actually in some games. So the games that do support it, it's like going to sound better if you use the, the software. But uh, PUBG, it's kind of questionable whether it's going to sound better or not. And Atmos. What was Atmos? Sorry. Yeah, Atmos. It's just like another, it's another surround sound paradigm it's like another kind of branding of it so uh yeah so some people again they swear by it on the xbox they're like oh yeah it sounds better my PUBG sounds better and then other people are like you know you're an idiot like PUBG doesn't support it you shouldn't be using it so it's kind of a your mileage may vary uh solution (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then another thing one of our uh discord members skizzy misfit who's the server jackass, by the way, said that he actually runs optical sound from his Xbox into his PC and then, you know, 
basically processes the sound from there to do compression and various other things. So you could try that if your PC has an optical sound in. Even if it doesn't, you could try just plugging like a like a double-sided headphone cable, you know, one end into your Xbox and the other end into your PC and just pipe the audio in and then, you know, take the audio from that mic input and put it into Reaper and do the whole thing I described and, you know, see if that works for you. It's really like... It all depends on your hardware. It all depends on how good your computer is about whether you're going to get good results doing that or not. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of a way to to do the... Like, basically, it, it's all happening on the PC. Like, there's no... I'm not aware of any real solution that you can use to get compression in your audio on the Xbox, basically, is what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have okay. to involve a PC if you want to do it. Well, Yeah. So, all right, <laughs> that's that's kind of the roundup on that. So I could have, I could get my Xbox, hook up my mouse and keyboard, and then hook up my PC to it to do my sound compression as well. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you just, you know, make all the friends in the world, and you'll be you'll be the most popular member of our Discord at that point. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's your friendly audio engineer here again, coming in with another pro tip about asynchronous, sorry, synchronous audio router, which is that BattleEye will actually block it. So if you want it to work, you have to launch PUBG first and then launch um, ASIO for All and Reaper, which will be tapping into that, um, and then it won't be blocked. If you don't do that, PUBG will probably crash, and also you won't have any game audio. Audio engineer out. So anyway, I hope that that was entertaining and informative for somebody. This is going to be another one of our epic shows. It just seems like we're not capable of producing a show under an hour and 45 minutes long lately. Yeah, lately. It's a streak. But, you know, I just would dig in deep and teaching you history. And hopefully that was worth your time. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm sure it was. (laughs) I hope it was worth my time. I'm getting sleepy. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm I'm kind of getting that myself. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, let's wrap this up. Robin, do you have any announcements? This Monday, I have no plans otherwise. So I think I'm going to do another tactics night. So bring your best ideas. All right. Best tactical ideas. Bring your compressor and be ready. Cool. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week. And thanks for joining us. The best way to join Robin's tactical sessions or have a discussion about anything with our... The best way to join our community or join Robin in his tactical sessions or, you know, find other people to play with or discuss what we've talked about on the show more or just hack it up and have fun. The best way to do all of these things is to join our Discord community. We're over a thousand members now. It's a pretty happening place. And you can always email us as well if you have specific questions at winnerpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to throw money at Robin's hot sexy bod, you can do that at Patreon. That's uh, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash winnerpodcast. The link to that is also in our show notes. And we have a subreddit. We have an Xbox club. We have a mobile clan. Uh, we, we just we have everything. We have a Twitter 
So we have a Facebook. Yeah. So follow us wherever you are and wherever you want to. And we have an entourage of supporters, including but not limited to Spiffy Man. Yes. <laughs> who supports us by letting us use his music. Yes. And we are grateful to him. Thank you. Amazing music, Spiffy Man. And uh, I actually mm-hmm. made him his own custom emoji in our Discord. Nice. Yep. You did. Good. Yeah, this is Spiffy Man emoji. So, so yeah. Um, Come hang out with us, and until next time, this is Arjuna signing off. All right, I'll catch you guys out there. Ciao. Sleepy.